But NFTs are a totally different beast, right? Because it is literally like any type of consumer product. What it does is it allows digital items to become uh, tangible products that only in digital form. How did SpongeBob find his way onto the NFL field? Why is Lego taking the fashion world by storm? Where did all that Baby Yoda merch come from? And why are people going crazy for Captain America pajamas? We explore what makes certain consumer products stand out above the rest, thanks to a little thing called brand licensing. Welcome to the Licensing Mixtape, a podcast by License Global. Hello and welcome to season three of the Licensing Mixtape, where we're taking a closer look into event season all the way through to the close of Brand Licensing Europe in November. Today, I'm joined by an individual who showed audiences at the Brand and Licensing Innovation Summit last week what NFTs are and how they work. So today, I'm catching up with Gary Ma, COO of Epic, to delve deeper into digital assets and learn everything we need to know about NFTs. Gary, how are you today? I'm wonderful, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm very well, very well. Hot in London, but I'm sure it's hotter in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's always hot. <laughs> so look, um, before we delve into the world of Epic, let's talk about NFTs. What is an NFT? Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the big question since the start of the year. It kind of came out of the gates and captured some headlines pretty quickly um, and really, um, you know, got a lot of excitement and a lot of, uh, you know, technology and business leaders. Uh, getting behind it from you know Mark Cuban to Gary Vaynerchuk, um, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, what are NFTs itself? Think of NFTs as a digital marker that represents a certificate of ownership that is stored in a global registry that is permanent. Therefore, it can't be messed around with afterwards. And because of this, what is happening is, you know, uh, in terms of like the brands or the licensing spaces, you can create tangible products out of digital content. You know, there's a lot in the conversation right now around digital art. You have Beeple's selling for $69 million. So the art conversation is, is a very visual um, representation of, of what people comprehend as NFTs today. But imagine that you have a digital copy of a piece of that art, right? What an NFT allows you to do is to designate one of those copies as a true authentic original piece and the identification and the ownership of that piece can be tracked and traced. That's amazing. So what I find most fascinating is for a layman like myself, these non-fungible, fungible tokens right. came out of the gate seemingly this year, a couple of months ago, but they've been around for a while, haven't they? How did it come about? How did uh, the blockchain and Bitcoin and the, the creation of cryptocurrency create these NFTs? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, uh, it's, it's a funny name too, right? Like non-fungible token. You can tell it was, you know, it's a it's a spin-off from, you know, technical, um, you know, <laughs> engineers and backgrounds and less so much on the marketing uh, side of things. But uh, I mean, let's break down what that name even means because that does give an indication as to like what it is and what it's supposed to do. So, I mean, the word fungible is, is interused a lot in terms of currency, right? So fungible means like you can interswap one piece of thing for another and it just represents the same thing, right? Like a US dollar bill, um, uh, like a $10 bill is a fungible note. You can comprise $10 with two fives and 10 ones. Um, so the $10 is, is a fungible note, right? It doesn't, it's not unique to that one piece of paper that it's printed on. Mm. Uh, contrast that to that is non-fungible, means that they, if I were to give you a $10 bill, um, that is unique to that one specific bill that I'm handing over to you. There may be a billion other $10 notes that exist in the world, but the one that I hand over from my hand to your hand is unique. So when we start talking about non-fungible tokens, what it means is that we're talking about digital representations, hence the token, that lives on blockchain. And the non-fungible refers to the fact that you can have these identifiers pointing to a, a point on the blockchain 
um, that is unique for that token itself. So that's that's a good way to kind of just break it down in, in understanding like why it's even named this funny name NFTs and, and, and the background behind that. So your question about kind of where did it come from and, and things like that and, and hitting the hitting the highlights this year. Um, definitely, I mean, um, blockchain has been around since 2009, um, and this and, and this technology of of interlinking blocks in order to create a, a chain of uh, immutable, um, you know, pieces of information. NFTs kind of evolved from that actually quite earlier on. I would say that the biggest headline, like biggest notice of non-fungible tokens, came around the 2017 era with CryptoKitties. I mean, that's when it really captured mm-hmm. the head. And again, the reason why it did was because there was absorbent amount of money that was being attributed to something that people had very little understanding of. Now that curiosity is really what <laughs> drives, you know, like the, the, that people's level of interest. And it is happening again today, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Topshop is doing a great job and it's just kind of hitting a more mainstream audience and a handful of other things that are really cool out there. Epic, ourself as well, like really tapping into like a mainstream audience and bridging it over to the kind of crypto technology side of things and making it more accessible to the mainstream user audience. So yeah, NFTs have been around, you know, um, earlier than that kind of crypto kitties era, but I would say around that time is really when it it kind of surfaced to, uh, you know, some more mainstream headlines. It's amazing to actually find out that these things have been happening and bubbling away and they seem to have exploded recently. Why do you think they've become so popular? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think at the heart of it is, is goes, A, goes back to that kind of curiosity aspect of it for sure. But one thing I love about NFTs and why I'm so passionate, maybe why our company is so passionate about this space and, and truly believes in it. I mean, we've been doing at Epic, we've been involved in creating, you know, NFT blockchain technology since 2018. Um, some of the people in our, uh, you know, in our, in our team are the original authors uh, involved with creating the NFT standard, uh, which is built on Ethereum, uh, which is what CryptoKitties and all these things were built on. So, yeah, we've been really passionate about this space uh, from the get go. And I guess to sum it up and, and why it is so powerful and why it's capturing imagination is it actually is kind of easy to understand. Right. Like if you think about other buzzwords and other aspects of blockchain are very they're, they're not for everybody. Right. Like if you think about decentralized finance. DeFi, that was a buzzword for the last, you know, 18 months uh, or so. And, uh, you know, like it's it's really centered around financial technology and, and kind of trading uh, aspects, right? So if you're a regular, you know, consumer or a regular person and you're not a stock trader and you're not a crypto trader and you're not in like fintech, like your chance of being interested in something like DeFi is probably pretty slim. But NFTs are a totally different, you know, beast, right? Because it is literally like any type of consumer product. What it does is it allows digital items to become almost like uh, tangible physical products that you, we all know, but only in digital form. So that means you can go to, say, you know, your grandma and be, hey, I just collected this, you know, one of a kind, um, you know, digital art or, or, or any type of collectible. And there's only a thousand of them and I own one and they can understand that they may not be able to touch it with their hands because it's a digital format, but they can understand like they're buying things. Right. And everybody buys things in this world. So I think NFTs um, are actually the gateway to bringing them way more mainstream adoption to blockchain and crypto. Well, that's a really succinct way of putting it. And I, I think it is easy because everyone has their own example of um, being able to understand this. I think someone said to me, um, they're like trading cards or when people started to sell original memes, I started to get the picture and they're just small examples of what's possible, but it's that original token of ownership. And you're right, you know, there are limited edition runs. And I think there's another example, which I really liked that Winston King spoke about during the gaming seminar with Xbox Diffused and Asda. Um, 
that you created or you helped a company create $250, but also created 250 digital in-game skins for those dolls. And that is what I want to talk about. What is it that Epic does? Because you do some mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, we uh, we are a little bit unique in the NFT space. Um, our company is a B2B NFT company that works with AAA um, game companies, right? So mainstream games. Um, and what we do that's kind of unique is it kind of, you know, what Winston's referring to there is adding more utility and more ex, uh, engagement with what you can do with an actual NFT. So the NFT is going to be a point of ownership, uh, which means you can own and collect a digital collectible. Um, it's going to be great. You can own it inside your Epic uh, Locker account and you can uh, view and, and see it all over your digital platforms. You know, at the heart of it, what we're building at, at Epic is is brand new NFT content, right? And we work with some of the most amazing IP and licensors in the world um, to help um, create more original digital content. And some of the things we can do with that is actually integrate it with our network of, of games and digital platforms. So then not only can consumers own and collect um, great digital collectibles, but owners and you, uh, uh, owners of the NFT will be able to receive other value from that NFT ownership. Uh, that value can be can be in the form of uh, an experience in game or in digital platform. So similar to what Winston mentioned there is, is you know, imagine you bought uh, a costume or uh, as a collectible and then now inside of a game, um, it allows you to have that as a skin or a character in while you're playing those games and have benefits and attributes that wouldn't normally be available. Uh, and those extra values could also be outside of the game as well, you know, working with some of our, our partners. Uh, you could, you know, as a, um, you know, NFT owner for a live virtual concert that we help produce, also get access to backstage passes or meet and greets with actual musicians and your favorite celebrities in real person as well, because you're a holder of that uh, NFT. See, this is the beautiful thing of the medium. So you have, I mean, let's stick with gaming because I'm a diehard gamer. I, I make it very clear to everyone that I meet and it helps me understand absolutely everything. I think the possibilities in gaming for NFTs are huge, but most importantly, consumer demand for digital assets have been there in the gaming market for a long time. And there's also a strong connection to collectibles and achievements. So the NFT market in gaming makes perfect sense. You also mentioned that you were working uh, with uh, certain brands um, or certain gaming titles like Asphalt. I mean, what are some of the specific projects you're working on at the moment? Yeah, um, we have uh, so many um, things um, that we're working on. We've been working with some of these, you know, large game publishers and digital platforms um, to do basically uh, these types of in-game NFT collaborations and in-game NFT drops. Um, and also working with digital platforms to help them essentially NFT uh, their digital ecosystem as well, you know, turning uh, percentages or portions of their in-game items and accessories and, and economies into expanding their product lineup to have more than just virtual goods, which are the in-game items, and expand it to have things uh, such as these digital collectibles in-game. So there's a variety that we work with, with within these digital platforms. And uh, yeah, some of these things we were working on, uh, you know, a year ago, um, but because, you know, we're working with some of the top game studios and publishers and their you know their long roadmaps and, and you know they spend a lot of time energy bringing these um, high quality assets to market um you're going to see a lot of those come to market this year um, we did do a small little leak 
at the Innovation Summit there about uh, an upcoming collaboration with uh, Game Ops Asphalt franchise, which is going to be really amazing. We expect some announcements on that in, in, in a short while as well. And consumers will really get a feel for what kind of op- potential there is in terms of NFTs and in-game collaborations, really pushed to the forefront by, by Epic. The good thing is, I mean, NFTs aren't exactly new, but they're rapidly growing in popularity, which means there are boundaries to be pushed. And we all know gaming companies love to push a boundary. They love an exclusive and gamers love a collectible. So in your mind, what are the possibilities? What are the opportunities? Uh, and not just in gaming. I mean, where can NFTs go? I mean, it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a great question. You know, so in the in-game, tons and tons of opportunity. I mean, you're dealing with a digital to digital format. You're dealing with a consumer and player base that is technically and digitally native. Um, like you said, they're already been accumulating badges and earnings and, and gamification aspects of that for a long time and they're always seeking new and engaging content, right? So that's what NFTs are able to do and add to that conversation there. Um, But outside of that, I think NFTs right now, a lot of the conversation is about one of the verticals of it, which is art. Right. We're talking a lot about art and a little bit of music. Um, and now we're getting into, you know, top shot and sports and like video moments and things like that. But the technology of NFT can actually be used in, in a much more important way in, in this world. If you can even imagine that it serves as a digital registrar, that idea can be applied to everything from stocks and commodities to supply chains and ownership of real estate property. Um, the list goes on and on and on, which is why the technology of NFTs, I would say, is probably one of the most impactful new technologies in you know the coming decades um, in terms of really changing the way certain business structures operate. Well, I would hasten to agree with you. Um, I know the team at License Global, we're putting a lot of investment into focusing on this subject because we do feel like this could have a disruptive measure against, you know, brand licensing. It could have a, a huge impact on collaboration. And I think one of the important things to understand is NFT's impact on fans. So what is the real benefit for a fan to invest or to research at least nfts the heart of nfts is it's interesting because the token the nft token and you know the wallet carrying it act like bearer certificates for that individual right so what then happens is you can open up all those limitless uh, ways to utilize this for the consumers so i mean we're going to see more and more and more of these use cases develop and be released into you know the commercialization, right, for 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 users to get their hands and, and fingers on and to experience that. Uh, we're still very very early, obviously, and this kind of crossing the chasm, bringing mainstream adoption into blockchain and crypto is the first step, right? And it's been the part of the conversation for in the blockchain industry for many many years. But once it becomes you know pretty much ubiquitous, where you know majority of consumers have a crypto wallet in some way shape or form you know on their mobile devices what have you uh, then it unlocks all the potential that you can bring with how you utilize uh, that technology so i would say i mean it's 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 going to change many many different things so i would urge people's curiosity to pay a bit more attention to it and and, and see where they could you know get uh, learn a bit more about it for sure amazing and now switching the perspective uh, let's look at brands uh, let's say you know whether it's chief marketing officers or chief technical officers they haven't quite delved into nfts yet they're thinking about it what would you say to new brands that are looking to get into the space and what are the benefits for them you know nfts at at this stage is really it's a marketer's dream um if they understand it 
the space moves very, very fast, and and you know the the trends and what's popular are, are also very dynamic. But you know NFTs in and of itself as a as a consumer product or as a product is 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 not as much different than say a traditional kind of box product uh, where marketing teams can approach it, where where it's a very kind of set it and forget it type of approach. It is almost intertwined with the execution of, of what you do with these NFTs and to tie it with your overall marketing um, strategies. So um, it, it, it's something that requires a little bit of a, a, a more involved approach um, than the traditional ways of, you know, any type of advertising, whether it be, you know, print or digital or, or any type of ad impression, et cetera, et cetera. It's purely engagement based is, is what I'm getting at. Well, that's fair play. And at the risk of sounding, um, you know, <laughs> like the village idiot, because I am very much a layman. Let's talk about royalty systems. I think there, there was a lot of talk about, you know, imagine if you could collect something, but then 10 years down the line, sell it on and have the brand still involved. How would that work when it comes to the blockchain for people like me who don't 100% get it? What's important is, you know, licensing is a very important industry and it, it, it basically is involved with, you know, legal contracts and rights, right? I mean, that's that's what licensing is um, with IP, et cetera. So what that then, if you didn't understand that, the next step to understanding that is if you can use automations or softwares where you can basically execute certain steps or certain um, executions uh, programmatically, as opposed to having a lawyer enforce it as a, as anything else, uh, you know, any type of middleman enforce that, then it basically opens up your mind to everything that could and might be is probably going to be possible in the very near future of dealing with things like uh, IP rights and enforcement and also royalty, you know, settlement and distribution and all that type of thing. So really, it's a massive step forward for the automation and technicality of the legal licensing process. 100%. It's actually a pretty interesting story. When we started out this uh, company early in 2018, we actually built uh, on the premise of a royalty, almost like a licensing uh, platform and entire platform to deal with the complex workflows that is licensing. Obviously, we were a little bit early or way too early. Um, and the market wasn't mature enough and, and ready for that yet. But now as these conversations and the industry is moving forward um, and, and people can kind of understand, um, be more comfortable um, with what is happening with blockchain and NFTs, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of those being pushed forward. And you're seeing like inklings of that come out already in terms of, you know, you know, you know, music production and certain types of rights associated with that being paired with NFTs and, and blockchain. Uh, what you talked about there is a very interesting aspect, which is, you know, perpetual um, royalties earned on uh, the resale of items in the, the future. And that's something that could never have been done in the physical world, right? I mean, if you went to using concerts as an example, um, or even if you bought something in a store, um, you own it for five years and you start selling it on eBay, um, you know, as a, a you know as a retro or vintage item, there is no way that you're going to, as a, as a consumer reselling it in the secondary market, is going to give a percentage back to uh, you know, the, the store you bought it from, it just doesn't exist. But now because everything is happening in digital and these transactions are happening in digital and the payment processing are also happening in digital, whether by, you know, by digital payments or by crypto, because it's all contained in that sandbox of digital, now you can start doing some really interesting things, which is enforcing these types of uh, future royalties back to creators and contributors, etc. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's also a minefield. Do you think that would put collectors off or is that something that people are happy to embrace? Uh, I think right now the sentiment for most collectors is, I mean, collectors that collect for speculative purposes are, I mean, I, I think they're okay with that. I, I, there's also been, you know, quite a bit of supportive movement towards supporting uh, creators and contributors in some of these, you know, marketplaces that we have, we've seen in, in recent days. So I think by and large, uh, the collector base is, is pretty supportive of it, albeit, you know, it really depends on 
what kind of rates we're talking about at the end of the day. I mean, you know, nobody likes to be taxed uh, on something that they bought and are selling for obvious reasons. But I think, you know, there's 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 going to be a, a population that is is very supportive of it, and and it's going to go through a lot of evolution and up and downs, especially with IP owners as well, into fine tuning that and finding the right balance. Um, there's a lot at stake. And when we get into virtual royalties and secondary sales, um, a lot of controls that need to be addressed. And I think, you know, it's going to be a, a learning curve to kind of get to the point where it's, it's really uh, robust enough where, you know, a mass majority of IPs and brands can, can really hop on board. But it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you. I mean, I get carried away just listening to it <laughs> and my mind kind of starts flying. Whether or not it's in the right direction, who knows? <laughs> I'm aware of time. So I'm going to ask you one last, probably rather large question. Right. What are some of the examples of NFTs that are happening right now that some up the creative opportunities for you and where are you hoping to take epic over the next few years okay uh so there's two questions there and i will answer the second one first right so <laughs> epic at its heart is is an entire ecosystem related to digital merchandise and nfts are obviously a huge part of that um, digital merchandise to us includes more than than just nfts we're talking about you know in-game items you know virtual goods all these types of things and I think, you know, in, in, you know, with our efforts and, and as the industry evolves, you, collectibles and NFTs are just going to be a different variation of digital merch, right? Some are consumables and some are, you know, persistent NFT collectible type of, of items. And what we're building at Epic is really the, the future of digital merchandise, giving everybody a home to collect all of their items, whether it be virtual, whether it be NFTs, and also explore giving them more experiences and places to um, utilize and use those digital products, both in the crypto world as well as mainstream digital platforms. So one of the things we firmly believe is is always about bridging and connecting and and pretty bring, bringing everyone together in in, in the, into the same arena. So the, what that means is not separating between crypto and mainstream, and not separating between you know Web two, Web three, and kind of acting as the infrastructure layer to all digital platforms to um, make that happen. Now I think some of the things we're working on are extremely exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it starts with getting that that mainstream adoption on board um, because it is a floodgate. It is a gateway um, when you have when you help grow the entire ecosystem for all of the players, all the other contributors in the NFT space, all of the then it basically you reach a critical mass where, you know, a lot more innovation and a lot more acceptance of, of these new um, applications are going to be much easier to fulfill. So. I think in terms of, you know, what we're doing and, and utilizing NFTs in the digital ecosystems and creating uh, that bridge between in-game experiences with NFTs and also potentially uh, physical experiences and intermingling them with original content creation. So there's some wonderful and beautiful stuff that's out there right now, a lot of beautiful digital art, but at the heart of what NFTs have now become is their licensing, right? It's all about content and, and name brand, but licensing is, is the heart of that. So being able to deal with complex complexities of licensing and, and put together really unique uh, content pieces, I think is really gonna change the game. And so that's something you know we are thrilled to do. Uh, we've been in, uh, you know, as a digital licensing agency for a handful of years, uh, so it can really help uh, people on both sides of that equation, uh, from the consumer side to the platforms, as well as the IP owners, to kind of uh, bring everyone together uh, in, a, in a great way. I couldn't agree with you more. I think this is going to change the game for licensing. I think it's going to change the game for fandom. I think it's going to change the game for how brands interact with people, uh, whether it's a small digital asset purchase, which you put in an interactive blockchain achievement cupboard, all the way up to, like you say, people 
for 69 million. It's scalable, and I think in time, NFT is going to become a second language to most either marketers or fans or consumers. And I think you've done a huge amount to shed some light on that for me today. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, Gary. No, it was my pleasure. It was great catching up with you, Ben. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we're happy to uh, help share some of our viewpoints uh, on this space uh, with your audience as well. Well, look, I mean, I'm more excited about uh, the, the asphalt announcements that are coming out. Thank you for <laughs> using the mixtape to tease them. But look, please do stay in touch. Uh, share all of your news with License Global, and we are going to do our best to reflect the work that you're doing in the NFT space. I think it's ridiculously exciting. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thank you, Gary.